Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the podcast. We are supported by our friends at Proper Design Works for all your custom clothing and embroidery needs. Look no further, Proper Design Works has got your back, literally. Uh, they got two sides to the business. I love the custom clothing side myself. I love making t-shirts that are designed by me for me that don't look like 100 other t-shirts on the rack. That's me personally, but you can also get tailored, bespoke tailored pair of jeans, for example, or a dress shirt that's designed to hug against your frame just so. Uh, plus, you can do it on the cheap. It's not in, It's not expensive to go see a tailor. I know the movies make it sound like it is, but like a t-shirt's going to run me 30 bucks. That's a fucking steal of a deal, specifically designed for me, too, okay? Uh, the second side, if you're a business and you need to outfit your new staff with, like, say, 50 T-shirts, um, are you a charity and you want to spread the word and you want to put your logo out there on a, on a piece of clothing? Patches, hats, hoodies, these are just a couple of the reasons and scenarios why Proper Design Works can help you out. They're not afraid of big orders. They keep telling me they're a local small business, but I I will argue that these guys are champions at what they do. They're super creative. They're super friendly. They're going to work with you until the very end to make sure you're happy because they understand not everybody is good with a sewing machine. Don't trust me. Head to at Proper Design Works on Instagram. That's at Proper Design Works. And when you're ready to place your first order, because I know you will be, info at properdesignworks.com. Again, that's at Proper Design Works. And the email address is info at properdesignworks.com. To anybody else out of province, they ship Canada-wide. So if you're in BC, you can order after you look. Second, we are sponsored by Bodegos, a global eatery in the heart of Winnipeg's Exchange District at 211 Bannatine. If you are a Winnipeg or looking for a new eatery or you're rolling through town and you want a quick, healthy, delicious, fun bite, Bodegos has got you covered. They're in this little courtyard area of the exchange where there's a bunch of other eateries and bars and stuff. It's a great atmosphere in the summertime to have lunch or dinner, what have you, afternoon snack. There's, there's tons of reasons why to go. Second, super healthy food. It doesn't look it, which is why it's even better, but it's locally sourced, incredibly healthy, chock full of veggies and proteins and nutrients and all of the things you want. None of that processed shit that you get at like a chain restaurant. Uh, second, it's from all over the world. They've got stir fries and flatbread pizzas, uh, salads, pitas and wraps, a couple other things that I'm sure I'm forgetting. The point is, it's a great place to try something new from a different part of the world that you've maybe never experienced before in a healthy and great atmosphere. What else do you need in a restaurant? Don't listen to me. 211 Bannatine. Go down there. Say hello to our friend Nick Van Seglin. Tell him we sent you. He'll chat your ear off. Ask him about his photography. He's a genius photographer as well as a great cook. Bodegos, make it your next destination. Lastly, uh, we've been talking to you for the last couple of weeks about Winnipeg Supper Club's event happening this weekend. Our friendly Ann Funk takes great venues and even better chefs and pairs them together. August 16th at Torque Brewery at 830 King Edward Street in Winnipeg is going to be the Southern Barbecue and Blues Night that she's putting it on. Four different kinds of meats, all the Southern Barbecue fixins like macaroni, baked beans, potato salad, and coleslaw. I know there's pulled pork and dewy sausage and brisket for sure dinner starts at six and it's only 85 bucks a ticket you know dinner sometimes can be 85 dollars, and it's gonna be like a smorgasbord you're gonna be rolling out of there uh and then at 8 30 Dwayne Duick is gonna play some manitoba soul and carry into the wee hours of the night while you down some of that delicious torque beer again that's august 16th this weekend $85 a ticket, which can be found online, www.winnipegsupperclub.com or Eventbrite. There's only eight of them left. So stop listening to me for a second. Go buy some tickets. Come back and tune in to the rest of the episode. 
Um, yeah, that's about it. Oh, yeah, if you have any questions, you can find Leanne on the website at com. Her email address is there. Lastly, uh, the show. What's on the show this week? Uh, Jimmy Skinner's idea is what's being debated. He thought, wouldn't it be fun if we tried to argue shit movies? So we made some rules. We had some caveats. Uh, it had to be less than 50% on the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter. It had to be a big money loss. Uh, and it just had to generally be shit. And then we were trying to argue why it's a better movie and why maybe looking at it through a different lens, different perspective, maybe watching it again might change your mind. Uh, besides that, I got nothing else for you. So I'll cue the reel and you enjoy the show. back to the donuts we got yeah we sorry go back so we, to so we so i i uh, i finally broke down and ordered the new disgusting mini donuts from mcdonald's have you had these things are they no are they good i had the boston cream uh, one and i really like boston creams and i have to say the tim hortons uh, one's better oh i am coming off of an old donuts barrage from yesterday's dessert at my birthday dinner so, like, looking, I, I, I appreciate the thought. What was, what was the dessert you had yesterday? I had a banana. We, we, we got the six. So we got the, the bana- six? The six donuts. The big six. The big oh, six. Oh, okay. <laughs> the big six. <laughs> so it was a banana cream pie donut, the okay. cronut, which is the combo between the croissant and the donut. Yeah. Well, uh, they're playing God. They, yeah, they're, they're mixed. <laughs> <laughs> um, the rhubarb, the rhubarb pie stuffed donut, of course. The uh, <laughs> the bre- classic, the breakfast bagel donut, the stuffed one with cream. All cheese. of these is the rhubarb one disgusting. is it is it artisanally locally yes. picked from a back lane? Well, that's, <laughs> the rhubarb, that's the best rhubarb. That's the only rhubarb. <laughs> An artisanal Wolseley rhubarb donut. <laughs> I want street I, I, rhubarb. I, I only I only pick it if I know that homeless people have urinated on it. <laughs> It adds that extra flavor. That's what gives it the flavor. Yeah, there's, there's, there's. You, you got your fat, your acid, your sweet, and your crunch. There it is. Um, anyways, yeah, but we just cut them in the fours and just sat there, me showing up my parents, like going through like section of donut after donut. You look like you eat donuts with a fork and knife. I, I eat donuts with my shirt off. <laughs> like, I, I'll eat. Don't you eat most food? What with your shirt off? Yeah. When he takes four burgers, my, my, my 14 month old daughter does that too. That's, we got a lot in common. Yeah, totally. <laughs> You should see him at the movie theater. He takes four burgers and he takes his shirt off. It's just disgusting. <laughs> sir, sir, don't worry about it. The lights will be off soon. It won't matter. I'm the George Costanza of movie theaters. I have oh. to take my shirt off to eat my cheeseburgers. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Marty, how's things out there? How was your shows? Pretty good. Fun shows. Two shows, one night. Uh, a little tiring. I forgot how, like, you know, it was raining too yesterday, so, like, all the shows were a bit busier. So, I mean... And I had to take two Ubers, which definitely cost more than what I got paid. First world problems over there. (laughs) Brutal. (laughs) Have you done, uh, did you do those venues before? Yeah, I do those venues. Um, Like, they're one of the only two venues that are open right now. Um, Whereabouts are they? So I do them, like, I guess maybe every other week. Um, They're both in downtown. One's um, off Main Street, uh, a bit south of where I am. And then one is, the other one I did is closer to home, at least. It's like maybe... 
Couldn't you have the taken the sky Uber train? Ride? The what? Yeah. The sky train. It's like robotic. It talks. Oh my god! Is that the one with Seth Rogen's voice? Uh, I think that was just for like a couple weeks. Oh. Or something. That was that was Vancouver Transit, <laughs> right? That they did his voice on. Yeah, but that's the C train too. Is that or, the, the Sky Train? Sorry. Okay, so yeah, that's yeah. that's transit. Like the yeah, don't yeah. clip your yeah. toenails on the train. <laughs> 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 Who clips their toenails on the train? Oh, Rob, we have Rob one. Does. Okay, the donut <laughs> guy. <laughs> that's really gross. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, had... I think I would punch somebody in the head like, if, if I saw you... them do that on the plane. I would just be like. <laughs> Not even their fingers, their toes. Yeah. Just holding their <laughs> like, foot up to their body. Like, I could understand putting your hand down on your crotch and, like, trying to get, like, a hangnail or something yeah. off. But, like, to stick your foot right... Sorry, Rob, nothing's going to come out of my no, shirt. No, I know, I know. Oh You've God. already explained the, the, <laughs> the, the, the package the holding safety yeah. apparatus so, But, like, to stick there. your foot up like this and start... Like, that's that's not a socially acceptable... Imagine uh, if he was biting them. Oh. <laughs> well, so I'd actually worse. be impressed oh. because to have flexibility that good later in life is impressive. Wow. I should do yoga with that guy. <laughs> he could probably teach you some things. Full circle. He'll teach you how to do a full reach around trombone rusty thing. <laughs> Where are the boards, Mike? That, you can have a point for that. <laughs> the boards. Rob, can you run over and grab the boards out of uh, the big bag over there? I forgot to. Oh, I, I'm a bad I, podcast. I, I, I for, I for, I for, are we actually using those? Reach yeah, around using if them. you oh, can, yeah, Rob. Buddy. There, do those those the reach around. The boards. Yeah, we keep the boards in. Um, <laughs> yeah, just uh, unzip the back, uh, the the duffel bag on the side there. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh God, not that one. No, not that one. That's the wrong. Oh. No, yeah, that's the. That's okay. Yeah, bring the boards in. Really <laughs> it's full of toenails. <laughs> that's under my couch cushions. That's right. That's where I stick them. with Sean, I can't find them. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some movies. Um, I, as, as always, we really didn't have a chance to dissect how we were going to do this. So I think we should just throw it out there and go yay or nay. It'd be the easiest way to, to, to break through this. But these, these, these first scenes that uh, we're going to go over here, this is going to be a tough one. Um, I wanted to it, start with first impressions, which are the first scene of a movie, right? It's either a yay or a nay. It pulls you in. It gets you going like, like, like a good Quentin Tarantino 20 minute conversation mm -hmm. lays the groundwork for what's mm. coming. Um, and if that first scene doesn't do enough for you, it kind of ruins the rest of the movie sometimes. Like you, you kind of have a hard time getting into it or is that, is or, that just me? Well, well, sometimes, sometimes you might not even watch the movie. You might watch for yeah. another 10 minutes and go, fuck it. And yeah. then you're actually missing something that's so monumental. It's going to pull you in for the next two hours. And I've had that happen with the Irishman where someone was like, give it till hour 45. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, pardon me. <laughs> No, <laughs> like that's too much time for me to invest before a movie gets good. I watch an hour of The Irishman before bed every night. <laughs> I, I'd say the only TV show that I will honestly say you have to watch three episodes before you truly get into it is The Wire. That yes, is like yeah. so monumentally fucking awesome that if you don't watch it, you're a loser. HBO, <laughs> yeah, you, you are, I will admit. You're a fucking yeah. loser if you fucking haven't watched that. Fucking loser people who haven't seen <laughs> yeah. Stringer Bell do his co Or they don't know who Stringer deal. Bell is, because I'll be like, you know the dude that's Stringer Bell? And people are like, Stringer Bell? And I'm like, dude, you're- Goddamn, Idris Elba, come right? on. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's HBO for you, right? Like, they, they make smart television for smart people who want to be invested. But with a movie, you're on a limited amount of time. So you've got your first 20 minutes to a half an hour max. They True. also make TV for teens who want to see boobs late night. That's, that, this is true, mm. <laughs> which is weird. Cheaper boobs. It's, yeah. cheap. it's only twenty bucks a month. To see boobs. Which is HBO weird right because now. there's literally unlimited boobs doing you every no, imaginable thing for like easy clicks away. You know, you'd think so, but not on HBO. Mm. Well, Marty, start us off. 
you picked Raiders of the Lost Ark off this list. So what I what I what I hope to have here is we all kind of came into this with one of our picks. Maybe we can convince each other that one is better than the other by the time we're done. But we're going to do a limited amount of time so we can get into the actual argument today. So Marty, why is Raiders of the Lost Ark intro scene the best out of the four we've picked? I think it's just it gives you like for it's it's very like I mean I don't remember seeing a character like this in a movie previously. Like Indiana Jones is very you know. He's, it's it's great because it, it, it sets up like it starts up in the cave so it sets up that it's going to be an adventure movie right it's going to be great you had the traps you had you know um, the guys chasing him the the guys backstabbing him the golden idol that huge boulder scene is dope so you, you just you just you get like this character is like he knows what he's doing he's like a man's man very masculine and then the next scene that we get introduced to he's a damn teacher like how is like that contrast I think is what's great about it. Because uh, I don't think you've seen any but he's character a like that before. Being, like he, I you know, the rough shit adventure, then all of a sudden oh, intellectual. So, so going from the 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 compare the, the 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 contrasting between masculine man to yeah. uh, uh, a teacher with tenure at some university. Yeah, exactly. It's that contrast. I think that like that scene, uh, that scene because it provides that contrast. Just that that whole different like this is a total i didn't expect this like i the, like that's one thing that's i didn't expect that scene to happen when i first saw it i, I think just, a lot of people did it which is why i think it's one of the greatest intro scenes ever like the first scene itself could be its own short film really yeah like, totally before it cuts into him yeah, teaching it yeah. could just be if its you, own movie if you go to disney world they actually they actually act that first scene out as like a right. like a live action thing and I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I mean, this was the first one that we popped up when we were talking about what we were going to discuss. And I'm going to agree with Martin. This is mm. the best intro scene of all fucking time in a movie. And I mean, if you really want to break yeah. it down and analyze it, and honestly, we could probably not even bother talking about the other ones. We'll just talk about <laughs> this one. The fact that you've got Doc Ock in his like very first fucking That's movie right. as like the as a tour the, guide, exactly. as, the, as the guide. <laughs> And like, you know, the fucking tarantulas fall on them and they're like, and Indy's like fucking just, he's so for bravado, he just like shakes them off. But then the other guy's all like shaking and shit. But like Indy has like two tarantulas, but the other guy has like 37 and you're just like, what the fuck? Like that's so many tarantulas. (laughs) And you're also like, do tarantulas actually, like are they in caves like this? I don't know. I'm not a fucking entomologist, but it's fucking cool. And you know, you're right, like all the traps and it's just like exploring that stuff. And you're like, don't go in the light because the shit comes flying out. And like, I don't know. It's it, so good. It, it ha- there's, there's kind of a rule that like every 10 to 15 that- minutes in movies, you need like an action punch, right? You need, yeah. you need to keep your audience engaged. And that first scene has like 10. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's. And it's, John Williams soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. And- what do you think, Jimmy? I, fuck, I guess Martin wins. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this week. Huh? <laughs> we'll just Bye guys. Go home. Yeah, this, is, this, is, this is like prom night. No, quick, like a, and, quick and cheap. I hate to suggest anything else than what Martin said, but uh, I think honestly, the opening scene from Scream is pretty unbeatable. Like it's. Oh, I like how he segued right into his own. I mean, like okay. I, I really talk about it every single week I'm on. But <laughs> Scream? Yeah, it's Scream. it's 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 a it's yeah. a fucking amazing movie. Yeah, it's just it's so beautiful, and the way they put Drew Barrymore on the poster, like you think she's going to be a main character, and the opening scene is her being horribly gutted. They Ned Starked her before Ned Stark. Exactly. You they knew d- what they were doing. Uh-huh. It's just it's so well done. The the calls him once he starts calling her. 
and she, you know at first she starts like because you don't you don't think it's someone outside your house going to kill you so she's you like, like being playful a bit yeah and she's like answering the question she's playing along with it a bit. let me keep talking exactly yeah oh i love my cordless phone <laughs> and then it starts getting a little more threatening right <laughs> yeah it starts getting a little bit scarier and you're, i don't know the whole essence of scream I think is scarier than things like Friday the 13th and mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street because it's just a fucking guy with a knife. It's just someone who went crazy. Mm-hmm. It's something that could happen. And with the phone calls and stuff, it really, it the realism is just so It also epitomizes there. all horror movies and it basically structures every horror movie that's come previous, gives a commentary on it, and puts it into a perfect, complete um, package that Wes Craven had spent a lifetime basically developing. I took like a film studies course my first year at university, and we actually watched Scream as one of the movies and analyzed it and picked it apart and had to write papers on it. Oh, it's beautiful because that's how good it is. It is. It is one of the most perfect mm-hmm. horror movies ever, and and because it pulls from the old and then it, it goes into the new, I like I like it because it's your domicile, right? It's mm-hmm. where you feel most safe. So starting the movie, right, she's at her home. She's at her home, uh, like a farm home too in the California yeah. hills, like yeah. where nothing would ever your happen. Neighbors, it's one of those like eight clicks down the road. It's one of those Dateline towns where nothing ever happens until totally. it does. Until it do- yes, a, you know yeah. what? Gimli has this look to it. You ever beat a Gimli? Yeah. You ever beat a Gimli? <laughs> Sleepy. G- you ever beat a Gimli? <laughs> you ever beat a Gimli? Ever it has beat one up of those a, Dateline a short dwarf from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Ever beat a Gimli? <laughs> but no, you're right. Yeah, the sleepy town that all of a sudden gets turned upside down. I I agree with Marty on this one, and I, I, I like where this is going because I, I feel that it is it's the first Indiana Jones. It's where mm-hmm. the character is introduced. Well, like, I brought up Scream because Scream 5 is going to come out. And yeah, no, it's back very up. topical at the moment. Yeah. I, the, the one thing that Raiders intro doesn't have, though, is it doesn't have short round. That's all <laughs> you cheat. Exactly. You cheat, Indy. Yeah. You cheat. <laughs> Driving a car with blocks on the pedals. I li- love them. I like love it. it. Booby trapped. <laughs> I just, Wrong movie, but still. <laughs> <laughs> what booby trap from what Indiana Jones movie? They're all great booby traps, right? No, no, that's from Goonies. Oh, oh the, the, okay, I see actor. where you're Goonies and booby traps. Was it a booby trap? <laughs> yeah, it's go- Goonie traps. Um, I I like it because it, it locks you in and it's instant action right out of the gate it's a disney ride like you said rob yep. like it's it's transcended the scream it's become more it's it's, it's like it's, when the hat falls off and he has to like reach out and grab the hat like that is such a like like it's a scene that like if the simpsons copies a scene from a movie multiple times throughout the series there must be to reference right. yeah. it that's how ingrained in popular culture it is and that intro scene whether it's the boulder coming in or like the, the, the hat or like or like you know yeah with the sand you know the boobs feels like a bag of sand <laughs> um, you know but, but I always think of that sorry when I see that they're watching that scene I'm thinking of the poke of poke. but I'm so stupid why did I say that um, like putting all virgin always pops in my head but All right, yeah. that's another point I think Rob's gonna win today yeah points versus debate who's gonna pull out in the front here I I just I am sucked in and I mentioned it in in just a Tarantino opening scene just pulls me in. I like, I like dialogue that creates tension versus, and I'm not saying it's cheap, but versus like a boulder coming at me, right? Like it's two different kinds of intros. Obviously, you know, every movie's different, so you're not going to be able to compare them in, in their entirety. But the intro in Inglorious Bastards, the SS commander walking into the poor Frenchman yeah. and having a conversation, and then the the slight slip of English to German so that the Jewish people under the like there's so many little things there that you're just you're waiting and then the payoff really isn't that big just shooting the floorboards I'm not saying that that's a, not easy to swallow but 
the amount of buildup that occurs with Just great dialogue. so much tension. Like, I don't think I've had sweatier hands <laughs> seeing a movie. Did he win an Oscar? <laughs> I, for Inglourious? Yeah, yeah did so. he? Yeah, for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. And it was based on so. that yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he did. You're and right. And the fact that he can seamlessly go from German to English to French. Incredible. Like, there is not many actors that have that scope that can pull off that, you know. Christoph Waltz is, is he's unreal. He's the unreal. range. So <laughs> the range, the range of this man. You you brought up one, Robin. We were <laughs> like, good man. We we kind of weren't gonna let it happen because Marty was like, well, it's where it, 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 technicality. But I do want to talk about it because it is. It, it's I think it's comparable to to Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark is the intro scene to Saving Private Ryan. As much as it isn't yeah. a traditional intro scene, that beat shot. I know from reading about it time and time again, every time something from Saving Private Ryan comes up, I'm just glued to it. But all the he gave every every camera guy a handy cam mm -hmm. instead of a shoulder cam. Mm -hmm. And that's how they got the 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 feeling mm -hmm. of the shaking and the bombs exploding and the running and the diving and the ducking. That was all just and then they just went through And the dodging of, and the ducking the, and the, the dipping the, the, and the diving the, and the dodging. <laughs> Five D's, five D's. Dodge That's a point. Give yourself yeah, a point, Mister. If you can, ball. if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> you know, in that Saving Private Ryan's like intro, the one thing that always haunts me still, and when somebody says Saving Private Ryan, this that this little snippet pops in my head where there's like a soldier and his arm is blown off, yeah, and he's, he he's finds like, uh, it on the ground and yeah. he holds it up and he looks at it. And he's just like, "What the fuck?" And like that is just so poignant and just like, yeah. It That's does. It, it it is a tr it is a true reenactment of the battle scene mm -hmm. of storming that beach that I think you'll ever find. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think I've read anywhere that said, "Yeah, Private Ryan, this is not real." Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's probably <laughs> not even as gory as. Oh, it I'm sure was. it was just. It was probably so worse even than that. Unimaginably horrible. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine me the first guy off? Oh, those you'd be boats? dead. Yeah, like, the first ten guys are dead. Just, they're just yeah, a, getting mowed by a machine gun. Yeah. Yeah. Hornet's nest up on the beach. All you are is just an, a human sandbag to stop more bullets from coming at that point. Go know. see 1917. That was I, I want to yeah. see that. <laughs> it was really good. I'm hoping it's going to be re-released on IMAX. Yeah. I hope so. This summer. That would be a great re-release to pull mm -hmm. people's asses back. It was really good. For sure. Okay, so I guess we've decided that a great intro scene is defined by some really good action bullets that pull you in. Some great dialogue that introduces characters on, on multiple levels. Can we, right? can we talk about Inception real yes, quick? Yes, totally. And not yeah. even so much Inception, but I, I think this is just almost a Christopher Nolan movie, like shout out as well, he too. He does set the pace very well. Because, you know, opener. and I was thinking about it, and I mean, the Inception one's unbelievable and just like, you know, it's, it's, it's intense action that draws you in and just sets the whole pace for the entire rest of the movie. But like, think about Dark Knight and the intro mm -hmm. for Dark Knight. And remember with Dark Knight, they released that intro scene like months before was and, that as a trailer as the trailer right. but it wasn't it, and that's all they showed was just the intro scene where they're like storming the bank and all that kind of stuff and you're just like holy fuck like how good is this movie gonna be and that's one thing that i like about you know he's kind of the opposite of tarantino tarantino will always do the credits and make you make you see every single person that's going to be in this movie right and kind of sets it up it's that almost way. part of the scene the, right exactly right whereas Nolan will just jump into some crazy thing Cut that just black, open. boom, like fucking blows your mind. You're just like, holy fuck, what's going on? And then, and then, then there's some credits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, back to business over here. <laughs> and and you know, in a few months, we'll all be doing the same conversation about Tenet. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just went from six to twelve. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> what are your thoughts on Inception, Mr. Marty in Vancouver? I love Inception. Like it's just it's. 
it was it was a really good movie. Um, I just like that idea of dream within a dream within a dream. Uh, like like uh, Rob said, I mean, I think he's the opposite of Tarantino, where he starts something big while Tarantino builds up slowly to something big. Yeah. Um, with Inception, you get that with that first scene. I mean, it's great. Um, it's kind of like subtlety fan. versus like, money I, shot. I love Christopher Nolan too. Well, and it's it's it that yeah you're introduced in Inception to a system and a method of hacking people's brains. Oh yeah. And I love the time dilation aspect of Mm -hmm. it. Like that shit always, I love it. And it is based loosely on some Mm -hmm. science. Like Shauna is, is I can't remember the the term right now, but she can wake up from a dream and go right back to where she was in the dream. Yeah. So, uh, uh, what uh, lucid dreaming, that's what it's called. Oh, I thought it was called bookmarking. So yeah, no, that would definitely be a good, (laughs) is that a real term? No, I just made it up. That's what I would, that's what I would coin it as bookmarking my dream. I like that. I'm going to use that from now on in my next life. When I get my doctorate (laughs) in psychology, (laughs) Rob has a textbook for everything. Jimmy (laughs) and Martin, he's, he's because you know, Went to university late, so he kept everything he paid for, as opposed to like a twenty-year-old student. <laughs> he was like, "I need like, this thirty dollars for this year's textbook." Yeah, I had enough money where I was like, oh, "I'm gonna keep this chemistry textbook and for organic chemistry practice." For later reference, on life. yeah, exactly. But like when we're in our chat group, we're like, "I bet you Rob has a textbook on this," and he's like, "I do." And then he shows a picture of like Greek philosophy 2.0. And you're like, Go to Rob if you ever want to know anything. University. It was. Classes. It was. It was the history of Western civilization. Sorry. Yes. Too. Thank you very much. The sequel. (laughs) So a good opening scene is defined by many things, but what we could shortlist as is either jam-packed full of action sequences that lock you into your seat and show you that you're in for a really good ride, right? And a good action movie is technically a roller coaster. You want those dips and valleys, right? Mm -hmm. You want to go up, you want to go down. Then you've got your long-form conversation that introduces your characters. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you've also got what we're saying with just like a cut right into a scene right like with in with inception and with dark knight and everything that nolan does it is a fade to black and then go there is no real build-up with him it's you're you're you're, it's like you're in the middle of the bank heist with the joker right or you're in the middle of the dream Mm. with with leo but that's also why i like the scream one too because i like the fact that they kind of advertise these you're like whoa drew barrymore's in this movie she's hot she's awesome and then we're fucking killing her in the first six minutes i couldn't imagine being in the theater and like i've asked these guys before about it just going to the theater and expecting her to be in the whole movie and then just immediately getting did you see the theater i was too young yeah i was i think i was born (laughs) <laughs> what year did that movie come out? 94? 96? I think it's 95. Yeah, because I, I, I saw it. I saw it in high school. Oh, I saw it. I was getting a hand job under the blankets with my girlfriend in front of her parents when we watched that. Yes. Time. That is the, that, that's I'm not a, kidding. That's a better like, one than The Lion watching? King. No, there was a blanket. Oh. We were all watching Scream, but I was getting a hand job under the blanket. Oh, sweet. Brag. So every time I look was at it. Was it one bird, of those like crochet knitted blankets? Yeah. <laughs> That so she used, visible. she used it. She 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 grabbed the blanket. And stuck my so in, in dim light, it would be okay to give the hand job because you wouldn't be able to quite make it out. But if it was a bright room, people would be like, "Dude, we can like literally see through the through the stitching." But like reflecting on this now, crocheting. <laughs> reflecting on this now, I'm not surprised why I get a boner every time Drew Barrymore gets in the you know gets into a situation. <laughs> There's something Pavlovian there. Did you wash the blanket after at least? Jeez, I didn't, I didn't, same question. I didn't finish, guys. Did you like, do your due diligence and wash it? Like, be a good guest? It was dry. <laughs> Nobody was happy about it. 
Because, you know, nothing gets dried semen out. No, nothing. Nothing. No. It's, it's worse than a chocolate stain yeah. See? on <laughs> See? Look, Jimmy. See? <laughs> nothing gets it out. Wow, oh. you got a lot of white stains on those black socks. What, what can you a, do? Let's get a UV light in here and see what's up. <laughs> oh, I don't want to do that. No. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel warmed up, and I feel that we've decided what an opening scene should be. So... Jimmy, would you like to introduce uh, introduce us to what we're what we're questioning sure. this week? I'm psyched that I'm I'm just getting so many writing credits from this. Yeah, I'm adding to my my invisible resume. <laughs> um, yeah, this week we decided, and this is a topic that we've had before, but we yep. just like restructured it a bit. Yep. Um, pick a universally hated movie that's ha- we usually just use the Rotten Tomatoes. I think yeah. we all did that. Yeah. Uh, audience has to hate it. The uh, critics the critics have to hate it. Um, and what else? It needs to have lost money. Yeah. So it ended up being a lot harder than I think any of us expected it to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, well, with, be, and with the losing money, we said domestically and global. yeah, globally. Yeah, we allowed globally. So it could so be like, has to be a flop. Didn't, yeah, didn't yeah. flop just in America, flopped everywhere. Yeah. Uh, no cult classics. We actually came up with a few extra rules for this where you're a little less loosey-goosey than we always are. Yeah, we, we got here prepared today. Um, so basically pick a universally hated movie and explain why it's not terribly bad <laughs> which, which uh, i have watched two of them in the last 24 hours and i combined between watching the two i think i got through half of a movie it's just fucking rough yeah some of them some of them were rough some of them weren't so, so. our goal for this isn't to explain why it's actually good it's just hey you can sit through this yeah here's why yeah here's here's what you missed here's oh what i thought we were missed. actually trying to argue why it's actually hey, good. i mean if you brought that great yeah oh, okay. yeah that's just a huge advantage <laughs> Um, <laughs> Marty, I want to let you go first because I watched your movie this morning and I'm really interested to see why you think it's great. <laughs> I didn't think it's great. Once again, it's just one of those things that it's not as bad as people say it is. All right. Introduce um, it. But my, my, sorry, go, my pick was Your Highness, um, starring like here's like just an all-star cast, like Danny McBride, James Franco, Natalie Portman, Zoe Deschanel, Justin Thoreau. Um, they have Justin. Charles Dance as the Justin. king. Um, JT. Like, it's just, it's, here, I'm going to preface this by saying, okay, this is how I think this movie got started. I think <laughs> James Franco, Natalie Portman, and Danny McBride were all hanging out at a party, got super wasted, and one of them was like, hey, we should do a movie about medieval times, like a comedy movie. And then one of them was like, okay, and calls the studio, drunk, leaves a voicemail, like a prank voicemail, and then a few months later, like, hey, we got the green light for that movie, you guys want to do it now? And we're just, just like, what movie? <laughs> What? <laughs> but it's the same director as Pineapple like, Express. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only one who would I know, do that's it. what I mean. It's just, it's just a, it's a it's it's Pineapple Express meets basically, you know, medieval times. That's what it is. Um it's just it's it's so bad that it's just funny. <laughs> I mean, it's like they got the script a week before the movie and said I agree. This is it, let's do it. Right? I mean, the, the accents are all over the place. They're not great. It's, oh. it's like the worst English oh accent. Oh, my God. I don't so even right. know English accent. But it's, it's, it's not great, but it's funny. And it's just it's, it's the type of humor that's just like, it's very childish humor, and that's the type of humor I like, which is why it's one of those movies that I could keep playing in the background down the road. I I, I I like how Danny McBride is basically his typical Southern American character. Yeah. But in, in medieval. In- <laughs> Like when he's, I don't know if him I, and, love, 
I don't know if him and Franco are, are like trying to outdo each other on who can do a worst English accent because as the movie goes, like oh, they yeah. just keep stepping on the, f- like he's just he's trying to be prim and proper and and all I see is just Danny McBride from This Is the End, like it's it just you know yeah. jerk off hand signals and and awkward Danny McBride. But I okay, go on, <laughs> try more. We knew what we were getting into. I think see this. Yeah, this is what it is. It's, it's, it's not going to win any awards. It's not going to win any Oscars. It's, it's not a, it's, you know, it's a watchable <laughs> it's not, movie. It's not, it's not one of my that. favorites, but I mean, it's just, think of it like that. Like, think of it the way it's, I think one of the reasons why it did so bad in the box office is um, it. you have to watch it at home. It's one of those home movies. You don't, I wouldn't spend money to go see this in a theater, but you know, it's one of those movies that pairs nicely with an indica. That's all for that. And it makes the movie so much better. I like, think that's the viewing experience you have to watch with this thing. I think you... get high because that's I think that's yeah. how they did the movie. I think they were all just high on set all the time, cracking jokes. And I think you know what? If I was on that cast, it'd be a fun movie to film. Like imagine just hanging out with these like power actors just getting high every day filming this just terrible movie and putting zero effort into it. Like it's one of those for me movies. It's for them. It's not for the it's not for the fans, not for the critics. It was one of the fun projects that they got to do. Can I, I say think that's why I think that's how I view this movie. I did very much enjoy when uh, Danny McBride keeps the Minotaur's dick as the <laughs> as a trophy and he just keeps it around his neck at all times. I did enjoy that very much. <laughs> That it's, was for a quarter of the movie. Too. Yeah. He wears that for a quarter of the movie. You know who wrote the movie? <laughs> Marty, do you have Marty? that? Did you? Uh, did Danny you? Danny McBride wrote it. I yeah. think yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, but he changes his yeah, name like yeah, in yeah. the credits. He goes as Danny McBride, but as writer, he goes Danny R McBride. <laughs> like it's supposed to give him some sort of like like he's punching well, up. For some you reason. know what's funny? Since then, he's like he's done the Halloween 2018. Yep. He's going to do the sequel to that. He helped write Alien Covenant. Yeah, like he's. It's he's taken like Jordan Peele route yeah. of starting a comedy and then moving to horror, and I really do enjoy Danny McBride's horror writing. I think it's pretty good. And that's I good. think it's I easy still to think transition. he should. I still think he should have like you know t- you know Justin Thoreau was on the set. He should have <laughs> gone. Oh, you wrote you know a really awesome funny movie. Can you help? Can you can you can, can, can you help? <laughs> can you maybe you know change some of this uh, you know t- you know the the dialogue a little bit to punch it up so to oh, speak? Oh, he suggested yeah. the Minotaur dick. Justin Thoreau did? No, I don't no, know. Pro- probably no, that was the only probably he contributed. I won't do this film unless there's Minotaur dick. End of story. I'm not leaving because oh, no. well, think about how good Tropic Thunder is, written by Justin Thoreau. Yeah, right. And then then you got. Your, your highness <laughs> well and I, I you know Martin you raise a really good point because I think it's one of those films where on paper they pitched it one way and then they were like ha 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 we have the money and then they just went totally yeah. 90 degrees the other way what was the budget on it that it had thing? to have been high it, it, like yeah. 60 million it was 20 hold on the budget was high uh, yeah, around there. It was out of here. Fifty million. Uh, made wow. twenty eight in the box office. That had to all go into costumes, right? <laughs> that had that's yeah, costumes and special oh, effects. Oh special effects. There's a lot of special effects scenes in that. Yeah, yeah right. And they and you know what they actually Ooh. built like the Minotaur's labyrinth scene, like they built that set, so So uh how do we know how much it lost at the box office if it made or well, if it, it was cost? budget budget fifty Box office twenty eight. Jeez. But that fifty million dollar budget doesn't include distribution, so it lost even more. Wow. 
that is mm-hmm. universally de- disappointing. Like, <laughs> but it might have made up a little bit of money in streaming and video sales because I do own the Blu-ray. <laughs> what? So they got twenty-two dollars from me. What are the special features? Yes, please tell me. What? You know what? I was gonna watch it, but I didn't have enough time this week, so I watched mine. I watched Repo Men last night, and I finished it this morning. And then I had Your Highness ready to go, but I just I didn't have enough time. But I was thinking about that. I was like, I bet you some of the deleted scenes are pretty funny and things like that. Right. Because when you watch like the deleted scenes from uh, Will Ferrell yeah. movie, I I howl because it's literally him doing the same scene but with like twenty different little phrases. There was a I was watching the American <laughs> Reunion, like the newer American Pie. Yeah, yeah. and I forget mm. his name. He was in Harold and Kumar. He was Harold. Um, <laughs> there's like oh, uh, fifty different Jonathan versions. Cho. Jonathan Cho. Jonathan Cho. Yeah, he's there's he like plays fucking Sulu, man. Yeah, fucking <laughs> yeah, he he's fucking Zulu. legend. Yeah, there's 50 different versions of him yelling, "Don't be a pussy, Jim!" on YouTube, <laughs> and it's so good. Just in like, different <laughs> styles, and it's very. Enjoyable. Don't be a pussy, Jim. Don't be a pussy, Jim. Don't be a pussy, Jim. <laughs> do not be a pussy. Pussy, do not be Jim. Like I could watch it all day. <laughs> uh, what was the Rotten Tomato score, Marty? Shitty. Uh, I have it here. One second. Not great. Um, <laughs> really? It was 34 audience, 34 yes. audience, 27 critics. That's not a bad audience score. It's not That's, terrible. Yeah. I mean, there's zero ratings on, on Rotten Tomatoes. So <laughs> I picked a movie with a zero rating. You oh, did, you oh did. we're well aware of that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because when think, you wrote that in our WhatsApp chat, I looked at it and I was like, I had to, Jesus I was like, Christ. I was like, the micro penis movie? <laughs> so, so Shauna last night we were sitting here and I'm watching it and I'm and she's like I've You watched Bucky? I watched Bucky last oh, night. God. Oh good. And and Shauna's sitting here and she's like, you know it's your birthday and you get to watch whatever you want without me complaining, right? And I was like, Yeah. She's like, You sure you want to make this the movie? <laughs> I was like, Nope, I do not. You're welcome. <laughs> So, so we shut it off just as he got to, uh, oh. just as he got to Hollywood. Oh, good choice. And Christina Ricci's piercing, like dinner plate eyes are just like cutting across the screen at me. And you I'm know like, what? Even couldn't have made that movie better. Oh. A Minotaur's necklace, <laughs> Minotaur's dick necklace. <laughs> yeah. even have made that. I wonder if all we need in all four of our movies is a Minotaur dick. I wonder yeah. if that's uh, the that should, piece. That should be the name of the episode. Minotaur dick is the name of the episode. Done deal. Speaking of Bucky, Jimmy. Minotaur Richard <laughs> necklace. Minotaur Richard. <laughs> Richard the Minotaur's Sorry, I just, dick. Like, before we get to Jimmy, yes, I, yeah, just, okay. I just want to say one thing. Yep. Like, I think one of the things with bad movies and the, in factoring my pick was like replay value. This is one of the movies, like like I said, I could keep on the background. I've seen it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Hi, it's great. That's like, watch point. it stone. It's yeah. awesome. Um, but it's, I like replay value. And I think what's the comedies, they have a lot of replay value. Mm-hmm. Like I like I your movies I I enjoy I watched all the movies that we all picked today I enjoyed all of them, um, despite their scores. You are kind, but like <laughs> wow, Martin. It's just it's just it is one of the things. It's just one of the things that I can't watch. Like a lot of them I can't watch again. You know, it's okay. one of the I'll watch it once. Ever. Like okay, that's Ever. it. But this one I could keep coming back to over and over again. Like Rob owns the Blu-ray, so I mean. Come so on. could you watch it as many times as Hot Tub Time Machine? I would argue that's an okay movie. So um, Hot Tub Time Machine? Maybe it's not like, as many it's, times, it's, but I've it's seen pro- it like it's I said, one of my top ten comedies. Great White Buffalo. Great White Buffalo. Great White Buffalo. Have you yeah. seen the second one, though? Chernobyl. Chernobyl. The, the, the second one shouldn't have been Chernobyl. Bad. Probably not, right? The second one was bad because it didn't have John Cusack. That's that's well, the course. failing there. Well, right? and, and What did you think? You were Hunter S. Thompson? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be. 
<laughs> it's like the Terminator. <laughs> Cole Gulliver's face. Anyway, we're side track. Okay, here's a question we should ask of every one oh, of them. Oh, man. Okay. Was John Cusack the draw for that movie, Hot Tub Time Machine? Uh, he was a draw for me. Just, I, I definitely think so. Yeah. Uh, I like Rob uh, Corddry. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I love really that good. guy. Yeah, Rob Corddry. I like so too. good. Craig I love Craig it in Harold Kumar when he wipes yeah. his butt with the, with the fucking <laughs> glasses. And it's so <laughs> shitty. Like, Why is your butt so dirty? <laughs> Like it's not even dry either. Like it's recent. You're walking around with such a wet ass. Man. Oh my god! Like how? How is your ass so dirty? How do you not notice? Like what? How how busy is your day that you can't just take thirty seconds? And well, maybe he made a call that he was like, no, this shit doesn't require a wipe. So I'm just gonna risk it. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a dry one came out. Yeah. So yeah. It seems like a perfect some, one. I've been eating a lot of fiber. It's gonna be perfect. That's a Houdini. I'm not saying. I won't wipe if I feel I shouldn't wipe, <laughs> but I'm always surprised when I wipe, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I called it. I couldn't have wiped. There's nothing there. Those you know, but like, isn't it like a courtesy to other humans that you do do a wipe? Yeah, no, it totally is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Or to potentially the person who's going to eat your ass later that day? I mean, that's never on my schedule, but I, I can understand. You never know. It can happen. <laughs> Michael Schwartz uh, do all the wiping that he could ever need. <laughs> they, they ride. They're, they're built to go up. So that <laughs> is that a new feature from Lou? <laughs> It is now. All day comfort. All day comfort. All day wiping. Never. Push Shavasana out your butt. <laughs> okay, but here. Okay, let me let, let me ask a movie question. Because uh, this is like three episodes in a row we've talked about something about our asses. I have tears. <laughs> um, why do we think this movie didn't do well? Like, what was it missing? Because for me, watching. It might have been the release. I think it was like a February release okay, or so March dump, release dump or something. Yeah. All right. I also, I think they were trying to capitalize off of Danny McBride, because that's right around... What's when Pine... It's after Pineapple Express. It's after Pineapple and Express. And it's right uh, after, Southbound yeah. and Down was coming out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Eastbound and Down. Eastbound and Down. Fuck. It's all in the direction. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just a compass. That's all you need. I was, um, I was spun around, man. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was facing this way. <laughs> South is different when you're turned around. I have no sun in here. Reference. <laughs> um, but I, I think it was capitalizing that was on Eastbound and Down. That was another Harold reference. And, and him kind of transition because like I don't really remember him doing much movie work before the, the group of guys like Roberts, Franco, um, Seth Rogen, like the, the core group. Yeah, they were Seth all Rogen, starting yeah. to kind of get into their their, <clears throat> their stick. So I think that that was, hey, Pineapple Express did well. Let's do the same thing, but do it in medieval times. Yeah. Okay, yeah, great stoner comedy, but I don't think it has the long... No, Pineapple Express is epic, and I think yeah. it, the fact that it proved that James Franco was actually a comedian... Yeah. It wasn't, oh, I'm a serious actor. Yeah, like, you know, your your follow-up album to your, your, your sophomore album is yeah. always critiqued the most because we... Sheepdogs, great example. Sophomore album, right out the gate, we were like, holy fuck, who is this Canadian rock band who sounds like they're coming right out of the 70s? But their follow-up album, not so great. But that's not because it's a bad album. It's because people ride you harder. It's so I think also, they're written harder also your first album, you've had your entire life to write it. Exactly. You, you, and then you're rushed after you get signed. So I see, I see James Franco and Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Um, do Red. McBride. Red, yeah. Red, from, <laughs> Red from Pineapple Express the studio going these guys have something but then I it flopped because it was too quick I blame Just, Natalie Portman I don't think they should have brought her in <laughs> you, what, 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 what's wrong with Amidala she fucking threw it all to shit <laughs> was it, she had a bow and arrow right was that her shtick in it because I didn't get that far I, I mean I, I, got, I don't like I think 
It's just one I of actually, those, like, nobody asked for it, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I actually forgot yeah. she was in it until I grabbed the Blu-ray off the shelf. I was like, oh, yeah, Natalie Portman's in this movie. Yeah, I didn't know Zooey Deschanel was in it either. Right? Her with the fork. Did you say Zooey? I've, I've always <laughs> said Zooey. Zoe. Is it Zoe? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Isn't it two O's? It's, well, it, yeah, but... It, it's pronounced Zoe, but I... I think I, the E I, cancels I like out the other Zooey. O. I like Zooey. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's Yes Man, starring Jim Carrey and Zooey Dejanel. Yeah, Zooey's, Zooey's way better than Zoe. Zoe's. And Amelie. <laughs> Point taken. All right. Um, it's kind of like Jaim. J- that's how I pronounce the Jim. The Gaim. Yeah, yeah, that's how I say yeah, exactly. it. Oh, a Gaim. A Gaim. I'm going to go work out at the Gaim. Is it is it Jim or Gim? It's kind of like Gif or Jif? Jujubes or Jujubes. Yeah. Ketchup, ketchup. We, coupons, coupons. Yeah, your highness was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> roof, roof. <Yeah. laughs> and okay, so so Jimmy, um, how good is your pick? Let's go to you next. Well, I guess we'll start with the Rotten Tomato scores. Um, I checked. It's it's a z- like we I used the list right. Like I searched worst rated movies on Rotten Tomatoes to find my pick. Yeah. And this was the first one that I recognized and seen. Uh, it had zero percent from the critics. Yeah, so is that the actual number? <laughs> Rob's holding up a zero point zero 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 five percent, or is that just no? no that's no, the that's, a, that's a percentage of the end. Okay, so yeah, it is. It's but zero point zero 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 zero. Rob's at five. <laughs> He's on a fucking hot streak. Um, and I, I stole but, that joke from the Howard Stern show. <laughs> and the audience score is ten percent, so it's really. That's pretty bad. Like that's the worst of them all. It uh, let's see. I think it was made for ten million, and it only made back six. So it, I couldn't imagine where their budget went. Mm, well, you maybe gotta pay for cam- you gotta pay for camera and lights. Yeah, but you also have, okay. You have a Happy Madison production. Yeah. yeah. So I think Adam Sandler's asking for a lot for his. No, Adam Sandler found that ten million dollars like in his bedside table. He's I like, know. Here you go. Yeah. And, you know movie. what's funny? You know what separates? <laughs> I don't even know if I said the movie Bucky Larson Born to Be a Star. That's what we're. That's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about right now. I think what separates it and what could have made it a higher percentage on Rotten Tomato and not m- made me able to use it is if Adam Sandler was in it for even just a little mm, bit. Yeah. People would have seen it because you've seen the terrible movies he'll release and people will still fucking watch it. Jack so and I Jill. Think, exactly. So if he was in this movie, I think it would have made it. Just a little bit better, even if he's not even doing anything per for, se. For for people who've never seen it, um, what's the story of Bucky Larson? Where's Bucky going? What does Bucky want to do with his life? Uh, so Bucky finds out in his, I think he's in his late twenties, early thirties. It's kind of hard to fucking tell. Um, he finds out that his parents are or were porn stars back in the seventies, and he sees that as his chance to go to Hollywood and become a well, what is he? A big time star. A big time star. A big star. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm from he, Iowa. How'd you know? <laughs> that's where he's from, Iowa. Yeah, that's right, Corn County. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he goes to Hollywood with his dream of being a star. He uh, falls in with the right crowd eventually, starts working in porn because of his incredibly <laughs> small dick. Micro penis. Yes. <laughs> there's, hey, there's a, there's, there's a genre for everybody, right? And he falls in love. He meets a girl, giving hope to everybody. Um, definitely not me, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> Who's the actor in it again? Uh, Nick Swardson. Nick Swardson. He does a lot of stuff with Adam Sandler. 
Um, and all of the Adam Sandler buddies are in it, like all of yeah. his all of his side boys, his entourage, I guess, like is the guy Buscemi with the weird eyes. I don't think Steve Buscemi Steve is Buscemi's in Buscemi's not in it because yeah. he was like, I'm not even going to be in this pile of shit. <laughs> cannot be in he this. He was movie. in Boardwalk Empire at the same time. So he's like, ah, I'm a big deal now. Can't slum it now, man. I got that HBO money. I, just, I cannot be calmed on in this. <laughs> I just, I cannot. I can't play another character with googly eyes. <laughs> See, write me something new, Sandler. You know I'll say. But it. his his lo- his uh, the limo driver from Wedding Singer, and then the the bum from oh, Happy man. Madison. What the hell's his name? Oh. He's in every Adam Sandler movie. He's the guy who's the star of Grandma's Boy. Yes. Yes. Oh, see, I just, I, I can't remember his name. It's just one of his buddies. It's just one of his buddies. I loved Grandma's Boy. And that's why I actually had high hopes for Bucky Larson. I was like, really? oh, sweet. This is going to be awesome. It Nick Schwartzman. Grandma's Boy was so fucking amazing. <laughs> and it's a pile of, pile of deuce. So why is it good to you there, uh, Jimmy? Look, I wouldn't even go that far. <laughs> okay, why is it tolerable, Jimmy? I will say the same reason uh, Bucky's movies do well, his porn movies do well, is for the same reason this movie should be loved is because it gives everybody with a small dick hope. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Again, not me. (laughs) That's great. That everyone else. Everybody else who has one for sure, not me. (laughs) So Jimmy, are you saying your penis is average? Definitely. Painfully average. That's for sure. Excellent. Huge compared to Bucky's. Both length and girth. That's it's a PSA for small dick people. It is. And okay. I just and man, does he he that guy's got a load on him. That's <laughs> wow. Those teeth though. Those teeth. Like, I don't know, man. Like like <laughs> Martin's at least has that watchability where you put it on in the background, right? Like this doesn't even have that. No. Like you can't risk someone coming into the room no. while you're watching this fucking movie at any point. <laughs> there is no safe point in this movie where Doesn't he do like a lot of streaker stuff too where he's I feel like he's always pulling open his robe in it and like showing his tiny dick. He's pulling his Well, this thing is that he comes immediately without doing yeah. absolutely anything, right? But yeah, there's like a this. lot of that. Tinks. Well, there's that. There's the scene oh, when he shows up at his buddy's, his friend's house to watch the movie that his parents are in. Yeah, that he's un- mm. he's unbeknownst to. Bucky, those are your folks. <laughs> Bucky, why? I know they, I, they recognized him, but when they're like, "Hey, go sit front row," and then they start like coaching him into jerking off for the first time. That's just an awkward scene to watch. Like, an, I don't I mean, know. Maybe I should Google who wrote <coughs> this. But for the love of God, I... they should have at least put a cookie in I that think... scene. I think I secede <laughs> any re- this week. <laughs> any redeeming qualities, though? Like I didn't I get far think, enough. So. This is my argument okay. against the movie. I Christina just don't Ricci? think Nick Morton yeah. is a is a head is a headliner. You no, know, he's no. not. No, I don't right. like him. I like him as a supporting actor. Up. I don't think I I couldn't stomach him as a main character. You know, it's just, he's and the as a like lead. the teeth, the hair, all of it. It's it's a lot for an hour and a half. Yeah, he can't carry a movie. It's. Uh, I, I think just, that's a big. Deci- I think that's a big reason why it's horrible. Like you, you, you say Happy Madison. You hear Adam. You know Adam Sandler's involved, and then it just falls to a two, and doesn't so. really get off the ground from that point on. Like the intro to a it. Two. Where, well, I'm I'm being kind because legally I'm, a ten percent. Let's call it a one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Zero point zero zero zero. Uh, Look, I, I secede this week. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you guys can have this one. I'm out. I, don't know I, why I, I appreciate this. the fact that you actually chose literally probably one of the probably the worst, worst movie movie made in the last 15 years by like a major Hollywood like studio. It, and that like and we couldn't pick movies like The Room because people genuinely enjoy it. This movie is just not good. Like no, I don't think there's a person 
who can like this movie. Well, there's 10% of people like this movie, but who are these people? Do 10% of people have micro penises? You know? Hmm. I'll Did you try watching it high? You. I, uh, man, I... Could you <laughs> like, watch, yeah. The first it... time I watched it high, I... I, you know, I probably did laugh at certain points, but I, I watched it sober this week. It just had, it, you know what? Like with your highness, it is a stoner comedy. It makes no apologies about being that it's got the silly over the top, weird, gross humor. Well, Bucky's in it, definitely in that category. Too. It is. Oh, for sure. But it doesn't take off the way that your highness does like, at any point, at any point. All, like the it, jokes fall short a lot. They do. Too. That, and yeah. that's the thing is that I, like there's Bucky's a lot. Dick. Like, <laughs> do you think that micro penis is circumcised? Can you circumcise? Wow. The, yeah, yeah. Like, that's a lot of work. I wouldn't even try, wow, Rob. That, that might just be nothing. Is there left. a skilled enough moil? <laughs> anyway, like, sorry. Like, does he? Does he? Does he? I just wanted. To, I just wanted to throw the word moil into <laughs> into the podcast like, this week. It's like how I want an eighty-year-old barber whose hands are shaky <laughs> all the time, but when he has a straight razor, he, he is the straightest. It's yeah, yeah. It's the same Savant, situation, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's when he's shaving the back of my neck. There's no better person for it. Yeah, yeah. Bucky was really bad. Bucky, yeah. Buck. <laughs> Your highness is winning right now. You're in the top seed, Marty. <clears throat> Attitude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob. I'll go next. Um, I picked. Uh, I picked Black Hat, which is a Michael Mann film. I am a huge Michael Mann fan. I'm a fanatic for Michael Mann. The Michael Mann fan. Only because, simply put, his movies he shoots awkward camera angles. He tries to make it more real life. Than What's your it favorite does. Michael Mann movie? Heat. Of course. If you yeah. said anything else, I would have reached across the room and beaten you. Yeah. Like, he, 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 it's just the best cop and robber movie of all time. And but, the fact the two main characters are literally only in the movie together for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Like how, how good is that shit? And how much money did I did they ask for, you think? Right? Like, we'll, be, we'll, we'll do one scene together, but it's going to cost you 15 million. And that's million the last piece. time Val Kilmer was good in something. Yeah. Well, throat cancer does that to a human. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Um, you know, he still makes Batman art, Val Kilmer. Really? Oh, yeah, wow. like he'll shave the Batman symbol into like a piece of sheet metal. It's That's cool. Have you guys ever noticed how Val Kilmer has a really weird elbow? No. <laughs> no? What could no. that mean? <laughs> so next time you watch a Val Kilmer movie, look at one of his elbows. It's irregularly shaped, and now you will never unsee that shape. You don't know You're which elbow, welcome. though? I can't It's the left or the right. You'll really <laughs> you notice do, yeah. it in the you salt You know, it's the sea. left or the right? <laughs> salt and sea. Such a good Val Kilmer movie. Such an underrated Is that like Megan Fox in her thumbs? The same thing? Kind of that. Oh, know, yeah. Like, like the weird toe thumbs? Toe oh, thumbs. it's like yeah. hot. Like, yeah. Incredibly attractive lady. I like seeing those things. I like seeing those things on famous people because then i go oh okay i i oh i thought you meant you wanted to see those things no like the only thing i don't have in common is a micro penis but like Mm -hmm. seeing ugly elbows or toe thumbs i'm like you're human yeah you're not just this perfect thing on screen um my rotten tomato score for black hat was 32 percent for the critics for the tomato meter (laughs) we set a threshold of 50 so i didn't want to go right wow this is critically acclaimed practically (laughs) Uh, 24% audience score. But here's the thing, 188 tomato meter score, like uh, total is count. Is that good? Well, compared to 19,000 on the audience what score. What the fuck is a tomato reading? Well, that's, that's the critics. That's the critics. Oh, okay. The tomato meter versus the audience score. Right. Right. So um, value, they made $5 million at the box office. When what what was what was released the same week as this movie? I didn't. Check I think that. there might have been there must have been something so fucking <sighs> epically massive. You know that's that why Bucky did bad. Something <laughs> else probably just <laughs> sure. Yeah, Harry Potter was released that weekend, and that's why nobody went to see Bucky. <laughs> 
Well, it's 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 a gr- it, first of all. So the the movie is the movie's about internet terrorism, essentially, right? Yeah, it's cool. Um, so you've got Hemsworth as a as a arrested hacker, as Chris, the uh, sexiest hacker ever. Yeah. Is this Chris or Liam? Chris. Chris okay. Chris. Or the oh, other it, one. It, so just guys, it opened against American Sniper in January sixteenth, okay. twenty fifteen. Okay. All right. With That's, like Bradley Bradley Cooper. Bradley American Cooper. Sniper. Were you gonna say yeah. Pooper? <laughs> I was actually. Please do. Yeah. Bradley yeah. Pooper. <laughs> So yeah, well, and you know, titles. every American was like, guns in a movie about an American hero that's a sniper. I have killing, to decide whether I can shoot this boy. Killing Muslims, I gotta go see that. Well, yeah. and then it's also directed by Clint Eastwood, too. So, that Who is still alive. Yeah. And, is, and, and get, seems to get more old man on the porch racist all he the time. He is becoming the guy from Gran Torino without learning the lesson. He was already. <laughs> <laughs> like He's morphed into the character he hates. Right. Like, did he, he learn his, nothing from his own movie? On, isn't he on like his third family too? Like, <laughs> like he's so old and so awesome. They're all like he's after. had three different distinct families over like his. How old is he? Like ninety, early nineties. Like, 90s. like, like how many how many 90s. souls of like of young children does he devour to, stay, to like stay, stay that young? young? <laughs> all of them. All of them. <laughs> all, all he, has of a, them. he has a school on on hold for him that he just pulls just. from. Uh, but here's the wow, big thing. Wow, that's a fucked up conversation. Okay. So, Sorry, I apologize. So $5 million in the theater for Black Hat. $90 million loss. Wow. wow. Okay. Mm. All right. So you, your your tomato score is is not reflective of how... It's not reflective okay. of how bad it did. But here's why I think it did bad. First, well, why I think it... What, what I like about it, what it's... it's it, it came out right in the middle of a lot of tech changes, right? The last 20 years, we've been flying by the seat of our parents. Sorry, what year was this? 2015. Okay. So if you look at when social media and smartphones and everything started to come out, I don't think people really wanted to see this movie because we like to get lost in our social devices. We don't like to know that they're hackable. We don't like to know that you by can... By beautiful men. By beautiful by beautiful. <laughs> hackers don't look like Chris Hemsworth at all, okay? They're fat. They're in the, they, they look like Kevin Smith from Live Free or Die Hard. They do not look like Thor, okay? That's accurate. Which is kind of hard to, to, to swallow because you have to swallow Hemsworth's bad accent at the same time not just bucky well, is he doing the american uh he's doing he's doing the baston he's, oh, do, okay. he's, he's doing the heart, heart of darkness yeah, the, pro- kind the, of pro- the problem is is that like that little bit of of australian comes out on it does. certain yeah. Australian yeah. pronunciations so that's that's a that's a con for sure but the story's great because it's a thriller it's 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 got some great action in it like any michael mann does he's more about the, so the slow burn okay so it isn't it isn't like indiana jones where it's just constant action it's it is it is technical information. It it's it's great for the computer programmer, or the IT junkie, or somebody who knows that that world exists and this is how you could fuck up a nuclear power plant halfway around the world. It's not for the layman. So I think the reason Hemsworth is in it is so that the layman would pay attention, right? Because the rest of the cast, like uh, the the his. Um, I have the names written down somewhere, but I'm gonna mispronounce. <laughs> like his buddy, the, his buddy who his he best was school, friend who was, was school in school with, yeah. who's like a lieutenant in the Chinese. He's he's a lieutenant in the Chinese IT uh, military or whatever. I the, the IT department in the military, and that guy's sister is Hemsworth's love interest. They're great in the movie. I think the three of them together make a really good team in what they're trying to do. And you've got the American Chinese government fighting back and forth, going, "Don't share intel with them," you know. So there's that little subplot of like, not only are they fighting against their own governments, but they're fighting against this guy who's hacking nuclear power plants and soybean futures, like shit that really could hit the fan. So I think the reason it didn't do well was because it is too real. 
Like it's talking about a subject like we go to the movies to get taken away. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, Michael Mann has made some incredibly big action based movies prior to. So he slipped down. Hold on. I did feel. you did did you pick a movie you actually enjoy? Well, <laughs> yeah, I did. I just I well, that was it was I was like, how am I going to at the same time? I can also I can. God hate damn on it. it too, this debate's been stacked against us. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I was just picking a movie that did shit. But at the same time, I was like, well, how am I going to talk about a shitty movie if I don't know anything about it? And I watched it for the 10th time. I thought, and the, I'm like, I thought I, the whole point of this was it was a movie that was, quote unquote, shitty. Didn't yeah, make money. But it, we like. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. So what was your excuse, Jimmy? <laughs> I just fucking I don't know. <laughs> he concedes it's okay. It was the worst movie. You know what? Honest, honest, honestly, it's awesome that you chose this because we can just all pile on on how yeah, this is what shitty we usually is. do to Mike. Yeah, I know. I, we this usually do. So <laughs> this, this is a new feeling. So Mike, can we start picking your movie apart now? Yeah, go ahead. So Viola, uh, Viola Davis or whatever, like who, Viola Davis, yeah, yeah, who's like the FBI liaison, you know, handler kind of thing. She's the one orchestrating the whole I thing. I just felt like she so overacted, like that that whole movie. She just she's annoying, and I know you're supposed to fucking hate her because she's like the authority that's getting in the way of allowing them to get the shit done that they need to get done, right? Yeah, I, but she, sometimes I'm just like, you get the fuck out of the scene. Like, it was dialed you know, up too much. I can totally agree with you on you that. know. Um, but I mean, I, I, you know, I, I see where you're coming about from that, you know, didn't do well because people don't, people want to get lost on the movies and blah, blah, blah. That's a but, really good Michael. Um, <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, it was released in January. Oh my God. It was, it was released in January, tough which, month, yeah. which, which is a tough month. Yeah. It was also, I think a movie that was originally supposed to be released about a year and a half prior to that. And I think it just kept getting pushed in the schedule, Hollywood schedule and stuff like that. But I mean, I liked it. I, I, for the most part, I thought it had kind of a good filter, filter, good kind of feel, those kind of things. And it's kind of funny because it, it's, it's almost talking about the Chinese American government cooperation. And it's just, it's such a, it's such a 180 from where, you know, political stuff is today, right now between, that, yeah. between, you know, you know, the Trump administration and the Chi government and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah. It's not man's best, and at the same time, there are like there are some incredible jumps that need some more story, like when they're 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 chasing after this one guy, and then all of a sudden, just more guys keep getting added into it mm -hmm. to either increase the story or increase the length of the movie. I don't yeah. know, but like it's originally one guy, but then the next thing you know, it's like fourteen guys they have to find, and then there's another guy. Like it just keeps it keeps the, spiraling the, down, the and then you thing get is, lost. Nuclear on the power point plants aren't hooked up to the regular internet. That's also like, a giant get problem. the fuck out of here. <laughs> like 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 some of the stuff that they talk about in there, you're like they're like, oh, we're going to create nuclear disaster with this internet. It's like no, like it's not fucking hooked up to a regular standard internet. It yeah. would be a closed internet intranet system that would be you know not hackable in a normal sense you would actually have to physically be there to tap in and you know so there's definitely a lot of whole plots when it comes to those kind of or things. like the financial market and how easy it was for him to hack that too from a laptop uh, like it looks like a laptop that i got at you know someone's garage sale it doesn't look like it's the stuff that we're used to but seeing it was over it was overclocked dude it was overclocked <laughs> Fair enough, tech junkie. Was it in a well-ventilated area? Because you're going to need a lot of he, cooling. He, he on got one of those ice packs that you would put in your cooler to go to the beach, and he sat right. the laptop on it. <laughs> and, and, and then and then overclocked the shit out of it. And took all that bloatware that you get pre-packaged when you buy the laptop at Best Buy. 
All the bloatware? <laughs> All the bloatware. Marty, what do you? What's your thoughts on uh, on the black hat? Which is also I, the. For, go ahead. I think I like I said I did enjoy the movie as well. Like it was an okay movie. Like it's not like it's not one of my top favorites. It's not even up there. But I mean, it was an enjoyable movie. I was able to watch it. But I just, for me, I just couldn't buy Chris Hemsworth as as the hacker. Yeah, um, the just, it, someone too who handsome. is you know he doesn't look like that. A hacker doesn't look like, like that. Like go play sports, I mean, you know. Well, and it, <laughs> yeah. live your life, Chris. He get paler skin. I don't know. Like maybe. <laughs> like, did he get those <laughs> massive forearms from jerking off lots? Because that's what I that's envision. A hacker ha- look. Like, that's a hacker look. Yeah, like yeah. Pec- hackers don't have pecs. Hackers don't have chiseled no. jaw. Hackers don't have full heads of hair. Like, there's so many things that, and I, and that is a hundred percent. That is why very I think, stereotypical. I know it's stereotypical, but like, it, it, am I wrong? Well, it's like you said. Here's you're basically saying. hacker equals this, Kevin so. Smith. I mean, to all the hackers, is that pre-surgery? That band surgery, so he's not as big or post? during. I'm sure there are <laughs> hackers out there that don't that look like Chris Hemsworth, and to all the hackers that do, I'm happier that handsome. And please but, don't hack my <laughs> personal <laughs> accounts. <laughs> and don't hack me. Don't hack like, the real okay, debaters' accounts hacker, for what I said. You know what? If you can hack, I hack mean, the real debaters. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I mean, I'll, as a hacker, like if you want to be the best, like in anything you do, if you want to be the best at your field, you have to spend every dying minute doing that task and being a hacker yes. uh, a hacker won't have time to you know, hit the gym five times a week totally you know he's not gonna have the time to build up his body because he's building up his mind his his, his logic his thought process that's what he's working on to grind out to be the best at that and i just don't think that is a realistic version of someone who could I, there, like you said there are probably some hackers <laughs> who are that, beautiful not to the yeah. level that we're expecting from this movie there is some there is some secret agents at the cia that will disagree with you good sir <laughs> <laughs> so god you know, I only have one. I, let's call it a qualm. Okay. Uh, That's so a I mean, good word. I like. I, I have like one qualm, qualm with Mike here. Moyle uh, and qualm. You adhered to all the rules. You did great. Um, I just, I, I, my only qualm is that you picked like an okay movie <laughs> like that's all yeah i was looking your the... highness is an okay movie i bought the blu-ray <laughs> did you watch the blue yes i did oh, it wasn't okay. in the plastic still because <laughs> i have that still i can agree with you on that one jimmy because i was blinded by tomato score i was blinded by loss i was blinded by cost versus loss like all i mean a 90 million dollar loss and a five million dollar take mm-hmm. That's like, a that's that's you're in the negative. You I don't think it deserved what it got. No, I I but at the same time, yes, I did pick like as soon as I went down the list, I I was like, okay, I know that movie. I can argue it. We put so. a tough task. We it was a tough task. Yeah. It's it's it not easy good, to argue. It was argue a good task shit. though. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you're not done yet, son. Yeah. You're up next, Rob. Oh, oh, oh that's right. I chose a movie. <laughs> <laughs> just here for input. <laughs> Just he's here, here to uh, shit disturb. I'm just here to shit Color disturb. commentary. That's what he's here for. Colorful commentary <laughs> and references to obscure 80s movies that everybody loves. Um, yeah, so the movie I chose was Repo Men. Uh, it was released in 2010. It stars Jude Law. Forrest Whitaker and Jude Law. Um, and, and, and Liv Schreiber. Liv Schreiber's in it. And uh Tooth? What's her yeah, what's Saber what's two. her name? She was in um um she was the witch in Game she, of Thrones. She was in Will, in Will Smith's movie with the zombies. Um, I am legend. I am legend. Oh, I don't um, get a point for that. Unless I get something the Braga. She's she's Brazilian. Anyway. Yep. Uh, Sophia. Oh, no. I'll look it up. That's Modern Family. <laughs> yeah, I know. And she's uh, from Venezuela, I believe, or Colombia or something. Yeah. 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 
Uh, I mean, I liked this movie. What's the story? Oh, what's the story? Well, let's talk about it. So first off, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it was shitty. Uh, <laughs> under 50. <laughs> shitty. Um, I, I don't have the exact numbers on me. I apologize. It did uh, have a budget of $32 million. It only made wow. $18 million. Rough. Now, I mean... The thing about this movie, though, is it was originally filmed about three years prior. So I think it was filmed in 07. It was supposed to be released late 07, 2008. And it was one of those movies that kind of kept getting kind of pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. Right. I liked it. it. It's, you know, it's it's near future. It's in a future where, you know, modern biological science has created artificial organs that aren't grown. They're actually mechanical. And uh, so when people's livers fail or their, you know, mm-hmm. uh, their pancreas fails or they need new kidneys or new hearts or any of those types of things, they go and purchase them. But they're incredibly expensive, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And most people can't afford that. So they do financing to fit your budget. But if you if you go past 90 days of failing to pay, they there's a team of guys that go and right. repossess these organs and they literally basically just, you know, gut you like a fucking pig and pull out the fucking I'll take the that organ and, and then bring it back. And these guys are paid on commission. They're, you know, they're vicious. And the movie is gory and, and ultra violent and those kind of things. And I know if you read a lot of the critics, they said, oh, it's so fucking gory and blah, blah, blah. But I think that's part of it. And that's kind of the commentary of it. I don't know it. how you could do it otherwise. Well, that's the thing. And, you know, it, it, it needed to be that visceral and those types of things. Right. And I like the fact that it's, you know, in the near future, it's kind of talking. It's got a commentary of kind of the uninsured versus the insured, which is kind of a parallel to the, you know, the modern American medical yeah. system. Yeah, it was the first time I saw a, a Toreg fucking tricked out in a fucking movie and at that time I was like I really want a Volkswagen SUV (laughs) and and honestly man ever since Gattaca I've had a man crush on Jude Law and I just I like movies that he's in and you know the the movie's actually got a pretty good twist at the end it's kind of got a little Fight Club-esque-ness where you know there's there's cut scenes where you know, he actually goes into that M5 matrix and you and when you watch it a second and a third time, you can actually see these cut points and you're actually like, oh, OK, this is actually where he actually died. And this is where he actually goes into this neural net matrix, which is like a fake make believe kind of world and stuff like that. The, it's it's like know? Vanilla Sky where you die. I was just going to say that. Vanilla and then Sky. you continue yeah. on without lucid being aware dr- you've died. Lucid dreams. So yeah. but again, you have to pay for it and it's financially built to your. Uh, I was thinking about choosing Vanilla Sky for this, but it made just I'm just a touch yeah. of profit. Yeah, and I mean, I you know, Force Whitaker's great in this. This was you know had come came out a little bit after you know you know he'd done Panic Room, and I think uh, King of Rwanda had kind of come out at the same time as this. So I think maybe it got panned a little bit in that respect because you've got a guy who's basically just about to win an Oscar and then he's in this like kind of gory sci-fi kind of movie. So, you know, sometimes critics are like, wow, fuck this shit. And they'll just pan it based on something like that. But all in all, I thought it was a good feel. And I know you're going to hate me, Jimmy, because I chose a movie that I actually like. And some people might actually say is okay. I, li- I like it too. You know what it's based? It's based off of Repo the Genetic Opera. Which oh. is a musical. Oh, I didn't know that. With the same premise. Cool. Traveling musical. I, it came through Canada. I went to Toronto at one point. I really mm-hmm. hoped it came to Winnipeg because 
it's like the Evil Dead musical where the first mm. row of people get splattered with blood. Cool. Which I did go see two oh. years ago and got splattered. I had raincoat and everything. It was awesome. So it's 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 even more visceral by breaking the fourth wall where you're now like someone pulls yeah, yeah. A, a heart out on stage and you're like splattered with blood in the front And I like row. that Jude Law does these types of roles, right? There's uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Existence that he's in. No. no. Um, and it's a um, uh, not David Lynch or, or is it a David Lynch movie? Anyway, it's basically it's it's a weird fucking like kind of dream esque kind of world. It's by the same guy that directed Naked Lunch, so it's very yeah. I don't know. And and I like that Jude Law does these types of kind of off off bent kind of sci fi huh? kind of cool movies. Well, he's in Captain Marvel, like he just well he'll do like a big fucking movie and then he'll do a bunch of cool fucking yeah. indie movies, right? And it's almost as if he's like funding the, the indie movies with his awesome. Yeah. Well, a, a lot of actors do that. I mean, Chris Helmworth does the same thing. He's like, I'm fucking Thor, and now I'm going to do a smaller <laughs> fucking indie movie, right? right. Or, for the art, or I'm going to do fucking Rush, which yeah. is fucking so good, right? You do, but that's wrong. What, what's so it, what's it, uh, One for them and then three for you. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, that's, and that's the way, and I appreciate actors that are willing to do that. Hell yeah. And, uh, you know, those kind of things. So let's, let's rip this movie apart and why it sucks. Uh, like. I don't. I, again, you just you picked like an okay movie. I really don't think yeah. it deserved what it got. I enjoyed it. Like, I'm also a fan of the effects, and I just like I don't have a problem with it at all. I couldn't imagine. Like when you picked it, I had to look it up and be like, did it really get that? Like I I couldn't see people giving it this bad of a. Yeah, score. neither could I. I well, the reason I, I I came to it is I was looking through my movies right at home, and I was like, because I was having some trouble finding a movie. Because originally I wanted to do um, John Carter. Right. Yeah. And because that's a yeah. movie that arguably the, terrible. It, 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 it got pandered. <laughs> One of the at, most financial. But, but it bare. It, but it ever. just made money. Right. But you know, you know. But it again, awesome fucking movie that should have been super fucking epic. And then I was trying to look for something else, and I was like, I almost I was gonna do Lockdown, and then and then I chose Repo Man. Right. I love the scene in the end when they start chopping themselves up to get off grid. That, I thought that was it was a little over the top. It's a little, little bit over the I don't, top I because it's like I how, like, how, I how, like how they sexualized it a little too much. <laughs> they threw in the porn. Like he's there. like he's like he's like <sighs> putting he's like putting the scanner in her mouth after like making out with her and kissing her ear, and he's like, oh yeah, take the but scanner. Like, but then it like reaches around her and reaches under her rib cage to pull out her God. lung or something. Like uh, I think to scan like her kidney or yeah. liver or something. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And I I love the premise because it does play on something that potentially could happen in it's the interesting future, like it, right like it's well that's it's a thing, long way yeah. away it's a but genuinely like, good story yeah it's actually closer than you think maybe not from a mechanical standpoint but definitely like actually growing organs from our own dna yes, no, that, there's actually yeah. some companies that have done it my one um, problem is i think it just doesn't do anything for the micro penis community <laughs> 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 which my movie had yeah. yeah, and did. Yeah, yeah I feel like I feel like Forrest you. Whitaker is just doesn't have a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. No, Marty, what do you got to say about Repo Man? I liked it. Like I said, it's one of those. I just I, I agree with what Jimmy said. I mean, when I watched it and then I looked after what the tomato score was, I'm like, I didn't. It, it, it deserved it. Totally. I thought it deserved yeah. better. Um, I think like my one thing about it was maybe sometimes the gore was a little too over mm-hmm. the top, but I mean, as a movie, I still enjoyed. it. I think it was it was fun fun unique like story interesting premise so did but you watch it, the theatrical yeah. or the unrated version because the unrated version's even gore that's the one i watched <laughs> that's no, the one i, I watched watch the regular version yeah. not the unrated no um <laughs> there's some there's some really funny scenes though like when they're driving down the street and he just pulls out a scanner and there's some fat guy eating food on the corner he's like oi better pay up on your pancreas two days <laughs> two you're days. gonna <laughs> 
<laughs> the guy just runs yeah. off. Like. I also like the scene where they talk about uh, where he goes. There's three times that I've been rendered unconscious, yeah, and then he yeah. talks. He talks about like you know the test. He's like. Boy, you got a small brain and a thick skull. We're putting you in the tanks. And they're like, and they blow somebody. He's like, we made it disappear. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just fucking psychopaths, right? No, it, it's 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 one of those. It I, you can't call it a horror. You can't call it a thriller. But it's a gore fest for it's, sure. It's it's a sci-fi. It's, it's a sci- it's yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. Gore, gore sci- sci-fi gore. I, I was going to ask, yeah. where does this fall? But I think you're right. Yeah. Sci-fi seems to be the place. Yeah, it'd be a sci-fi. I mean, sci-fi, I feel like, is a giant catch-all because, I mean... You know, any dystopian. It, it could be. It could be a yeah. movie. It could be a movie like Passengers, which is sci-fi, but it's a right. fucking love story, right? Totally. It's almost a drama, <laughs> subgenre. Yeah, right? right. And right, then yeah. you've got a movie like Event Horizon, which is sci-fi, but, but a it's horror. a fucking horror movie. Yeah. And, it's, right. and it's next time you watch it, pause where it shows like the the devil like scenes. Does he have weird and then elbows? Go, and go and no weird elbows. <laughs> and go and pause it and go frame by frame. And the pictures, they actually have all the actors like in this crazy makeup, and they've like they're barfing out hands and shit. Is that is that the recap of when they find the file on, yeah, on the spaceship? And they go, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just wa- do that sometime. It's such an underrated movie. It is a very underrated movie. I think uh, I think Rob may have won this week. Yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I have the strangest <laughs> feeling. Gentlemen, grab um, your pads and pens. Well, before we do that, uh, points wise, Mike and Rob tied with five. Martin had one, and I had three. Sweet. How are the points determined again? Through reference and nothingness. Yeah. Oh, okay, perfect. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. If someone's like, uh, 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 what was that? What was that? And we don't have a Jamie on the fly to do it for us like Rogan does. If you get a, you get a point for, for, for being a Jamie, so to speak. It's a Jamie point uh, like, or a, or a Wobby Wob point if you're Dak Shepard's podcast. Right. Wobby um, Wob? Well, that's, that's what he, anyways. I've never listened to Dak Shepard's podcast. Is it good? It's so good. Okay, so we're now we're doing we're writing our votes here. We're writing our votes down mm-hmm. here. So are you um, allowed to vote yeah. for yourself? Mike, okay. I'm gonna text you on WhatsApp. You're going to text me on WhatsApp? Okay, cool. Um, hold up the board? Yeah. <laughs> hold. Yeah. Do it in all caps, Marty. It's a pretty small screen. Um, um, <laughs> Marty, can you please uh, send it on Snapchat? Attached with a dick pic? Because I think that's what Snapchat's for, I will also send right? that via yeah. carrier pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> Dick pic via carrier pigeon, love it. Okay. Uh, are you, are you, th- that sounds like a Bucky Larson kind of. <laughs> it's a micro. It's a micro pigeon. <laughs> the micro carrier pigeon. Uh, all right, Mike wins. Mike gets a point for that. <laughs> all right, puts Mike up to six. Okay, uh, Marty, text me on uh, on our feed, not the group feed. Okay. Now, are we yeah, voting the on, on the worst best movie? Or are we, we voting are, on the oh, opening This is scene? your first debate? Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, so. Well, no, this is the first time where we've actually done yeah. the debate where we've actually done the thing at the end. Yeah. Based so, on I, whether the debater, whether you'd go back and watch this movie. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And vote for anybody else but yourself. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm ready. Marty, are you ready over there? Yep. Okay. Perfect. Um, Just let me know when it hits end. <laughs> on the count of three, one, two, three. Mike. Oh, a, Rob wins. I think Rob, Rob wins. <laughs> was it a sweep? It was. Uh, okay, so you picked Rob, I picked Rob, and Jimmy picked Rob. So it's pretty much a sweep. That's a clean. That's about as close as a sweep as we get. But I think I won because Rob drew a dick and balls on mine. So either he saw them slip out my shorts. <laughs> Or that's just how um, I spell your name. Oh, that's how he spells me. That's the hieroglyph. Yeah, that, that's the hieroglyph for Mike <laughs> Petro. That's Mike Petro, Egyptian. Dick and balls. <laughs> yeah, he is perfectly shaved balls. Oh, hey, hey, Michael. 
Not oh. drum and bass, dick and balls, Michael. I drew, I drew a little knife and a heart showing that you oh, cut, the, cut the heart out. Oh, I like for, that. I like Rob. that. I like yeah. that. I like that. I'm no Chris Stanton. I can't draw, you know, caricatures. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real skill set. It, it, he drew them while we were talking. That was what was. Like, <laughs> you know what? I was like, he "Are should, you even here, buddy?" And then he would just pull out this little drawing at the end. Get and a I was like, Sweet. He should get a job as the you know the person that draws the images of people in a courtroom. Yeah, <laughs> the courtroom, the st- not the stenographer, not the stenographer, because that's the person that no, types on the weird, yeah. on the weird typewriter that doesn't look like a regular typewriter. Yeah, but the person that draws things that where there's no video feed, and I love it when like sometimes the person can draw really well, and other times you're like, <laughs> so "Did you use fucking bad. crayons or some shit?" <laughs> So um, I, I I voted for you, Rob. Just I it's out of everything, it is the better piece together movie. Like it has it has all the things that a good movie should have. If you look at story, I'd argue that it is it, a good movie. Yeah, like I would I would put that on on our on on one where it's like argue a good movie that and argue why it's bad per yeah. se. Like it's it's, it's it could have won either way. It's it got a good totally intro. Go yeah. It's got a it's got a twist at the end. It covers the story. You know? It it doesn't let it doesn't go too far away. It is over the top. Chopping up people in the middle of broad totally. daylight is totally. kind of weird, but and some of the dialogue gets a little patchy in a couple of scenes. But you know, even good movies sometimes run to that fault. Schrodinger's cat makes an appearance. <laughs> That's right. He talks. I forgot about that. You right? know, yeah. Is the cat alive or dead in the box? Yeah. It's it's alive and dead mm. at the same time. The whole theory. He of, throws a typewriter on a dude's head. Yeah, he does do that. <laughs> I love it when a good old typewriter is used as a murderer. Well, I mean, that's the only thing, uh, only thing a royal typewriter is good for anymore. Misery? Yeah. Misery? <laughs> I feel like Misery movie, though, should have been more gory because it in, could the, have been. in the movie, she breaks his legs with a sledgehammer, but I've heard, I've never read the book, What's but apparently in the book, they ch- he, she chops them off with a fucking axe. Holy shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's not going anywhere now. Mind yep. you, that's a 90s movie. I oh, bet you the studio was like, okay, we can do this, but we need to turn it down it a needs bit. To Mr. King is clean. Mr. King on the set, we need to rewrite. Um, it was probably a Buena Vista production. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's uh, that, uh, my, my feelings for Repo Man. I've watched it, like, I'm pretty sure five times. I'm a huge Jude Law fan, Forrest Whitaker coming off of yeah. King, Last King of Scotland, which is an un fucking believable movie yeah what did i say rwanda king like what the fuck was no you said you said last king of scotland no no i said rwanda king well yeah it's in rwanda Rwanda. (laughs) (laughs) you got it you got geographically i got the sets the setting correct (laughs) martin what do you think about repo men is it, is it, I've uh, already talked. I think I just same yeah. thing. You guys like. I mean, it's the it's the out of all the movies, it's the most well put together movie. Like, it's yeah. got good actors. It's got a good story. Um, it's got some a lot of good scenes. It's got some funny moments, witty moments, things that you know are memorable. And I was interested throughout the whole thing. So I mean, yeah. it's just it's it's a good movie. The the question begs to ask though, are these movies ruined by online scores? Or not? Uh, they totally are. I would argue Bucky Larson was not ruined by. I would concur with you. Yeah, sir. no, like, but I, I would also say Your Highness was not ruined by online scores. Yeah, like sometimes yes, but, sometimes no. But usually, Rotten Tomatoes is a good gauge, right? It's kind of it's kind of like when you go to a restaurant, you're, you're looking for a restaurant in a different city, and you're like, this restaurant has 200 reviews at 4.5 stars, and then you see this other one, you're like, it has 1,000 reviews at 3.2. Trust me, there's a reason it's 3.2. And I, 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 it's not that I don't trust it. It's, I guess, and we've talked about this before, but should all movies get an embargo as a fair standing chance to level the playing field? I think it's the same with trailers, man. You just got to take your chance and hope you like the movie. But how, right? how many people in this 
on this podcast, I think all of us will agree, but I, I mean, if you ask this broadly, how many people would be like, change the trailer method, stop including so much, put some mystery back into it because you can already start to chew apart a trailer based on what the movie is going to be. And mm-hmm. I feel that if you, if you, if you want to reset the industry for all of us to start coming back to movies eventually, I, I, this is just me, but I think there needs to be a set of rules and a better dynamic. Yeah, stop making so many bad fucking movies. Well, there's that. <laughs> stop making movies for profit. Start making movies for story again. Go with original No, 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 ideas. no, no, no. They still need to make movies for profit because if the movies are not profitable, oh, they cannot make the movies yeah, in the first place. But I mean, profit. But I get where you're, I get where you're going with it. All of our, couple, uh, our movies were made <laughs> profit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was the intention. They were like, Bucky Larson, this shit, shit only cost like 10 mil. We're, we're going to make like 100 money? million yeah. on this. Chump change. But I just yeah like I'm, so maybe trailers need to be less Would you, per, like per, what about persuasive. like a time limit like what about only yeah. thirty second trailers or yeah something? you know, I don't know like include your you can include That'd a, a lot yeah. yeah just the tip trailer <laughs> yeah yeah no well, it's lube a good just trailer the, company just the tip. <laughs> just the tip write that down <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm going to trademark that shit at the <laughs> just the tip productions what do you do we make trailers. <laughs> Teaser trailers, that is it. That's it. Well, why is it called Just the Tip? Because we give you Just, just the, the Tip. tip. <laughs> Want to know why? Ask Bucky Larson. <laughs> it's all tip. That's all tip. Tip uh, shaft and hot dog in the hallway. <laughs> I don't know. Vienna sausage. Uh, Jimmy, you got mm. any shows coming up? Uh, you know, when's this coming out? Wednesday? Yeah. No. Oh. Uh, yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Thursday, I'm hosting a show with We Johnny's Rajat and Friends, but mainly Rajat. Uh, come check that out. That'll be fun. And the September 3rd, we're doing New Faces 9, showcasing all the best new faces in Winnipeg comedy. Come check that out. That's also a Wee Johnny's. Um, show starts at 8. Did you choose Bucky Larson because you host a lot of things at Wee Johnny's? <laughs> 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 that kind of plays Consciously, yes. Yeah. I think, yes, might, I think he might have <laughs> connected the dots to that. Marty, you got any shows coming up, buddy? Uh, so far, just the 21st of August, um, I'm at Hood 29 for Comedy Ring. Perfect. That's about it. Me, me, and, me and Rob just have life to get back to. So we're not yeah. going to promote that. Depressing <laughs> selling of things. Yeah. And your review on mini donuts from uh, McDonald's? From McDonald's. Uh, zero points. Zero. <laughs> I didn't. I they, didn't. Were, they were okay. I'm going to try. You pass them over. I'll try one. You right want to try one? I, I think, Much I like these movies. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm not too good for McDonald's donuts. Like, you know. are you a sparkle? Like, are you a sprinkles guy, or are you more of a creamed filling guy? That's a little personal. Um, <laughs> is uh, it though? <laughs> I like a good. Look uh, at his pants. Look at his shorts. Yeah, look at his shorts. Them <laughs> <laughs> some cream filled shorts. <laughs> they wipe it off. He's already talked about coming in blankets. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm a stuffed donut kind of guy. I like, don't think he talked about coming yeah, yeah. in blankets. I think it was a hand job. I feel uh, that donuts need to be stuffed with a topping. I feel if you're really going to make a donut worthy of. Of my, so I, I think it needs. A, I think it needs a filling. Yeah, a filling, and then what? like like the everything donut at O Donuts, which you can sponsor us if you want, guys. Um, God, is that'd stuffed, be nice. It's stuffed with cream cheese, and then it's got all the everything bagel components. It's on got top. too much. It's it's too much for me. Well, uh, like I okay. I like Do you a need a micro job. penis donut? Is that what you're getting at? Or no, a, I just I just want Claire. No, is that, is it, <laughs> no, I I still want donut. I still want average girth. I just. You know, I maybe I want a honey dip. I like jelly filled. I like simplicity. Simplicity in donuts is nice. Just make something simple but good. Yeah, I feel like Bronet sometimes is just too over the top. A nice Danish. 
I mm. like bronuts, but sometimes like I'm just like I'll have one and I'll be like, this is awesome, but it's almost too much. This it's it's kind of like a like a you know sometimes I just want vanilla ice cream. I don't need the fudge and the peanuts. I heard I a, you guys hear the story. There was a kid who drove uh, from his campus to New Jersey to get a like he'd get boxes and boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts, mm-hmm. drive back to campus and sell them for m- way more than what they were worth, and he made a shit ton of money. Smart doing kid, it. yeah, entrepreneur. Well, they made him stop. <laughs> <laughs> don't they like capitalism in america you know you well, think so that's like the not greasiest way to do it buy right. donuts up the charge sell up, just bring them back sell them yeah You're like it's either that or he's gonna go buy a bunch of weed on volume <laughs> right and like bring it that? back and yeah. sell it for a profit and said he did donuts he was probably selling weed and donuts. that's <laughs> yeah. probably the missing in part the of the donuts, story right. can i tell you how to make this donut better buy this weed <laughs> <laughs> and make bucky larson somewhat watchable <laughs> <laughs> this donut will make micro penis that much better. Like I don't know, man. If the critics were just a little bit high, <laughs> right? If you just offered them a, like a half hit, like, before they I went in. don't think it deserves zero. If they'd all been micro dosing mushrooms, <laughs> psilocybin, they would have gotten a slightly better rating. That means there is an audience for this. And I don't think it deserves zero percent. I agree. Like maybe yeah. five. Christina Ricci. She is in the movie. People. <laughs> I like people that are she... really into the Adams family <laughs> and love Christina. You know Ricci. these people exist. Anybody, totally anybody who watched Black Snake Moan is gonna love Bucky Larson. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Have you, Michael. you guys seen Black Snake Moan? Oh yeah. That was actually the only review that Roger Ebert left. Really? <laughs> no. Oh okay. <laughs> if you've seen Black Snake Moan, you might like. You this. might like Bucky Larson. <laughs> are both Siskel and Ebert? Are they both? They've both passed. They've yes. both passed now. Yeah, one of them had a face cancer or jaw cancer yeah. or something, and, and it, like, dis- and he had like the robot voice and stuff at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of disformed him. Yeah, gave him three thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was one his micro penis? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I, I really want to call this episode Minotaur Micro Penis. I feel like every epi- so. every episode that I'm on. The title always ends up being dick reference. There's some dick. I yeah. feel like, yeah, I, feel like yeah, big blue I, called. I apologize. Yeah. No, that's definitely it. But we literally, like one of the key movies we discussed, the the, the premise of it is micro penis. So we knew that there were, we would allude to this. And let's be honest, probably the funniest scene of Your Highness is the, the Minotaur dick. dick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. the only joke I remember. It makes me want to get some new penis. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, this has been a blast as always. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to follow anything Real Debaters, it's at Real Debaters on Instagram and Twitter. The spelling is R-E-E-L. The email is therealdebaters at gmail.com. Send us an email for a question. We'll read it on the air. Topic ideas? Topic ideas. You want to give us a debate idea? We'll even give you some street cred for it. You can walk around and be like, (laughs) I helped produce that episode. Um, so it's therealdebaters at gmail.com the Buy our skateboard merch <laughs> Buy our skateboard merch, definitely um, Head to the website, therealdebaters.podbean.com And click on the prop shop Go to the Threadless page Skateboards, cell phone covers, t-shirts, hoodies Rob, we have your t-shirt here Please buy oh, skateboards Yeah, we do <laughs> Did you, you guys got skateboards? We yeah. have skateboards We have skateboards oh. I think it's 35 bucks a deck 35 bucks a deck Is it, does, so it's just the deck Yeah, it's just, it's just the, deck. the deck Yeah, you gotta go buy the trucks and the wheels elsewhere But we'll okay. get you $35 deck Do we have real debaters yoga pants? Nope. We should We should though <laughs> No, not pants, shorts. We have real debaters Yoga pants shorts. with the butt flap. <laughs> For the debater and everyone. They also come in lumberjack motif. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have been Mike Petro. To my left has been Rob Strachan. Martin Navarro. 
Jimmy Skitter. And we're gone. <laughs>